Hey, Habs fans, welcome to Habs Coast to Coast. I'm your host, Rick, co-host, Jeff. Jeff's in Nova Scotia. I'm in Montreal. Not really coast to coast yet, but we're getting there. Um, So the subject today we're going to talk about, I'm sure, which is fresh on everybody's mind, is um, the free agency period opened up today that we're recording this. And uh, there was a, uh, we've talked about already the Max Domi for Josh Anderson trade. So we talked about that on the last podcast. And uh, we're going to talk also about the contract that was given to Josh Anderson. Um, I think it was today. Uh, If it wasn't today, it was yesterday. And um, we're going to get right into that. Uh, We're not going to waste any time because Jeff and I have been holding back talking about this. Personally, because uh, we want to talk about it on the podcast and not waste any good talk about it uh, for you guys. So um, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about the contract that was um, given to Josh Anderson by the Montreal Canadiens. Seven years, $38.5 million, I believe. So it comes out to $5.5 million AAV. That's the annual average. Oh. Annual average value. I always screw that up. Don't ask me why. Um, of the contract, and it's getting a lot of criticism that it's too long, it's too much. He hasn't scored more than um, one season of over 20 goals. He's injury prone and all that. So Jeff and I are going to talk about it. And uh, Jeff, since uh, Jeff, that was Jeff coughing. Jeff, say hi to everybody, and we'll get in. Uh, let me know what what do you think about this contract? It's risky. Pretty much, definitely risky. Basically, have the same opinion as seems to be the consensus that it's risky. Um, I don't hate it. I'll hate it if it doesn't work out. I'll hate it with a passion. But yeah, we all will. Um, at first, I was pretty annoyed by it. I really figured they'd just buy out one year of his UFA be a three-year deal he'd be making maybe six million in the last year of the deal that would be the the number you would you'd be that would be the where you'd set the bar at if you're going to try and re-sign him i figured he'd get like three and a half this year which i i just uh it's it's just it's it's a risky, risky deal. Like, I'm not. I, I I don't have any concerns with his his shoulder. It seems like everybody has signed off on that. Obviously, the Montreal Canadiens um, medical staff has looked at everything, and they've signed off on it. So I'm not worried about that. I'm pretty sure the Canadians have a good medical team, good training staff. Right. So that part of it doesn't concern me. My concern is he's a big guy that plays a a rough game. And usually guys like that don't, don't last very long. Um, but there are some that, that do. And I mean, there's plenty of big players that play rough that lasted a long time. Um, there was, I think you mentioned it, that he was been working out with Gary Roberts. If this kid, Gary Roberts is saying good things about him, 
Gary Roberts was one of my favorite players that was a non-hab growing up. If he even has half of what Gary Roberts was as a hockey player, then this deal we made out like gangbusters. <laughs> like, I'm not saying Josh Anderson's Gary Roberts just because he's working out for working out with him and whatever, but it'd be nice to have a player like that. Maybe we have one now. I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I talk myself into this deal and talk myself out of it so much the last couple of days. I don't even know what I think anymore. I, I just know at first I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to get him. We're going to get an extra year. And then when I seen what Domi signed for, I was like, oh, okay. Well, Josh Anderson's going to get a little bit less than that and maybe an extra year. That's why we had to throw in the third round pick. Maybe we get two years, two extra years. We signed him to a four year deal. I figured he would be around five million by the end of that deal. I was really hoping we were going to get him for like four and a half. That's I. If this was four and a half a year, I for five years, I'd be happy as a pig yeah. shit. It's the seven years. Yeah, I mean. And the big contract, the big cap hit that for a guy that we don't know for sure is going to be a 30 goal scorer. Well, we don't know for sure too many guys that are going to, you know what I mean? That's hard to say, but I, I get your point. He hasn't had, doesn't have a history of it. No, he doesn't. That's, that's the key. Yeah. that That's the worrisome part for me too, is that, um, yeah, he's got no history. Uh, one year, 27 goals, which is nice, but you want to see a little more than that. And there wasn't any other year where he had like close to it either. So it's a bit of a risk. But the consensus on him, I mean, the uh, this the the what's the word I'm looking for? The up side. That's the word. The upside is big. The upside is big for this guy. So it, it's a risk. That could be a total bust, and we could be hating this. But if he does hit, and he has really, you know, he does his job, it's a home run. We haven't had a guy like this potentially in a long time. And, yeah, I think this could be really good. It's a piece that's missing. Um, I don't think the Habs are Stanley Cup contenders because of this. But they're in the right direction. Well, it, he, he balanced out the light up right like we're a more balanced team now because of it we don't have we don't have so many tweeners as I, I the term i keep hearing these guys are little play big are they centers are they wingers we 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 don't have to worry about that anymore like he's going to play right wing now it's yeah. Whoa, is he playing first line or second line? Obviously, Gallagher is right. going to play the first line, but is Gallagher going yeah. to play the first line in two years? Maybe not. If Josh Anderson's Maybe. scoring forty goals, he's not. Oh, I thought you meant Anderson. No, Anderson maybe. Yeah, being the first line guy. Well, probably. that's what I mean, right? Like in a couple of years, Gallagher's going to slow down a little bit. I would imagine, like. The way Gallagher plays, it, it's got to take a toll on him. Yeah, size, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, it's just. 
this is a home run. Grand Slam, bottom of the ninth, down by three runs. That this is what this is for Mark Bergman. Like he, he's he's swinging for the fences, and I mean, he has to. At least he didn't give him seven million. <laughs> I guess that's what we can kind of. <laughs> well, that's a good point because listen, if this guy does. Pretty much what he's supposed to. In two years, in two years, this contract is going to be a steal. We hope at that price. I mean, the flat can't. The cap thing is the problem, right? No, I just said though, yeah. if he if he plays the way he's expected to, in two years, you're going to look at five five point five million AAV. That's not bad at all for that guy, and that gets better every year as long as he continues to perform. Yeah. That's the key. I'm not as upset about it as I was a few days ago. Like I like Domi. I, I he he, he he was he was some sandpaper. He was he was a player we haven't yep. really had a whole lot of around here. He 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 fit in right away. He loved the spotlight. Uh, he he was yep. he 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 did a lot of charity work. He he was just a a good a good guy to have on your team, and I don't even mind the stupid penalties he would take sometimes because it didn't seem like there was times over the last couple seasons that it didn't seem like anybody wanted to stand up for anyone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone yeah, got clipped or chipped or slew footed or something, nobody would step up, and Domi right. Domi would. He didn't care if the guy was yep. six foot five or whatever. He 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 would he would go after him. Now, was he smart in doing that? No, he wasn't. But it was nice to see someone yeah. do it. We we kind of been missing that yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, you got to wonder it all. But you also have to wonder. Remember, with his fight, standing up for his teammate. I wonder if uh, some of that's inspired by Domi. You know. Maybe. Nobody else has done it over how many years, and then all of a sudden KK's doing it. It has to do with his character, too. But, yeah. You know, it was, it's good to see a couple of guys doing that. So, yeah. But I would like, have to think Anderson's going to kind of like that. Well, I, I, I did some major uh, highlight watching, and, and there's actually, if you go on YouTube, you can go in, and there's like a behind the scenes kind of series of the Columbus blue jackets. And oh, yeah, yeah it's like just seeing how he interacted with his teammates in the locker room and, and what the demands were on those blue jackets players over the last couple seasons with Tortorella, right? Like yeah. He's coming from a place that if he works that hard here, he'll be fine. Because I think he will be. There, Columbus does not take it easy on their players. Well, he's working with Gary Roberts too. Gary Roberts is not easy to train with. I I don't, I don't imagine he would be. So he's you know this guy's got a work ethic. Um, 
Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do well here. I think. I I really think so. I mean, unless he's you know got an injury problem still, but his shoulder has been cleared, like you say. The Habs have to have done their research on him. Oh, I mean, they don't sign him to seven. Yeah. Either that, or they took they, an they awful big insurance policy on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't sign him to this contract without knowing that at least going into the season, he's one hundred percent healthy, in great shape, and all those things. So, yeah, I think I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it at first, and the more I think about it, the more I learn about it, the more I learn about him. I think he's going to be fine. I'm going to miss Max Domi. Obviously, Max was a great player here. Uh, great character for here. Great enthusiasm. You know, I'm going to miss that. But I know I said it I don't before, th- but I think there is a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff that we didn't know about Max. Well, it's coming out. Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's coming out that there was um, a rift between him and Julian. When Max was asked about Stuff like that, he didn't want to talk about it. And you know what? That, that, I, I'll say, I'll give Max credit there. Because yep. I kind of always thought he was a little Phil. bit immature. I figured once oh, he got character. asked that question in Columbus, he would have just flipped off like you wouldn't believe. And he didn't. He, he no. said, no, basically no comment. Right? That's, yeah, he said, no, some, he said, I don't want to yeah, go there. Well, yeah, he's um, he's got some integrity. He's a character guy. So I'm not really surprised, but you're right. I would have thought maybe. But, you know, that's on the ice. He could be a little immature in the heat of the moment. Obviously, he's not that type of a guy. So, well, he's a player that plays on yeah. emotion, right? Right. So on the ice, he's going to maybe do stupid things here and there because, like you say, emotion can get to you. And I'd, rather, in hockey. I, I'd rather have guys like that than – than guys that don't that, care. The vanilla guys that just collect don't care. check and go home, right? Like I don't care. Guys. Listen, I, I, I like guys with fire. I used to play hockey <laughs> I old timers hockey, right? And I was like in my thirties, early thirties. I'm no fighter in life. But on the ice, when someone did something stupid, man, I was like, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm not a fighter, but yeah, hockey can get you like get. To, so the point being that, that off the ice, obviously, he's a rational person. Yeah, you know, he's a good person. He was a good guy. He was really enthusiastic about Montreal, and you can't hate on a guy like that. It wasn't his fault he got shipped out of town. But he, it, it, you it know how it often was. It, well, but wait, some, you know some of this often, is on Max. Max was told what he needed to do, and he wasn't doing it. He wasn't shooting. They okay. asked him to shoot. Okay, but I'm not talking about that, though. I'm talking about the rift with Julian. Oh. Um, you know how many guys have rifts with their coaches? Every like Half the team probably does in a way, right? It's it's not over a season, right? It's not a big thing. It's not unusual. It's not a slight on his character either. So, you know, that happens. Oh, that's my only explanation. <laughs> but no, but like he, I don't think he wanted to get shipped out of Montreal, like that type of thing. You know what I mean? No, but I don't think by looking at the contract he signed with Columbus, that was obviously what he was asking for in Montreal. So obviously there wasn't the commitment that we were led to believe was there. Like, he, or he thought Montreal would pay him. 
Yeah, but he he only signed a two year deal that walks him right into free agency, right? Okay, but okay, but wait a second though. I don't. I I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's fair though to judge him against that because most guys now with the flat cap and everything like that, that's what kind of deals a lot of guys are signing, short bridge term deals, and they want to get to free agency and see what's after this flat cap and all that. So I don't know. It's totally. Like at his fault, but I did say when he got that new agent, yeah, he wants to be paid, and this could be difficult. So yeah, and I think it was. Well, it would have been. I think it was difficult. It didn't. Well, it didn't turn out to be because he signed really quickly with Columbus, but here it would have been pretty difficult. Well, and obviously, well, it it comes down to the fact once you trade for a player, you're committed to just getting the name of the signature on the contract at that point and you're you're kind of behind the eight ball i feel in those situations where you may not get the deal you want as the gm and from what i understand the columbus gm is he can be hard to deal with too so maybe i'm wrong he's he's uh yeah he's no slouch but maybe they don't want to commit Maybe they want to see what Domi can do too, because I mean, there's as just as many questions we have about Josh Anderson. There's just as many about Max Domi. Is he a center? Is he a seventy-point guy or is he a forty-point guy? Because he's all over the map a little bit, right? Yeah, he is. No doubt. Like he he's not the most consistent player himself. He's consistently a forty-five-point guy. If you look at his numbers, that's what he is. Yeah, well, fifty. Uh, he gets either. Uh, he has what three, two seasons at fifty in the fifties. No, I'm wrong, eh? One season in Phoenix in the fifties, seventy-two point season in the forty-four, and the other two were not really worth talking about. If I'm right. And and, and is he a winger? Or is he a center? If he's a center, he, he he's not a. He's not good to face offs. <laughs> I, I personally, I think he's a winger. I mean, that's my personal opinion. I think he is too, but even Julian said that he viewed him as a center. He plays, he plays better as a center. Maybe may part of the rift with them. He's just hoping. Well, if I say he's a center, they'll have to move him. <laughs> <laughs> Ups his value. No, but he has to because we don't have room for another center or for him here as a center. If I pump him up as a center, we're going to have to move him. Gets rid of the problem. I, how much of a problem could he have been? Just that he doesn't want to play wing. But I don't know. It, he, uh, from what I what are, I should say this, I saw on Twitter uh, because we're in Montreal here and I'm on Montreal Twitter, hockey Twitter. Um, he put out a statement on somebody. Somebody's account, somebody had done something nice about you know, trying to get people to um, say nice things about him. And he made a comment back and he said that um, he never asked to be traded. Is that he didn't want to leave? Oh, God, I had it in my head what he said and it went gone. But he did say he wanted to stay here. So I don't think he tried, you know, I, I think he was hoping he would stay here. You know what, though, it all boils oh, down to. No, I know what it was. 
I'm sorry. I know what it was. Okay. He said well, he was willing to play wherever they wanted him to play to stay here. That's what he said. Yeah, well, you they just got a 6'3", 220-pound right winger that likes to throw his weight around and can put the puck in the net for him. So I, no, that's, 100%. that's the biggest need of the team. What's, what's the one number compare? one thing that everyone yeah. says we need is size. Yeah. Size, 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 yeah. size. And Bergevin and Molson and whoever else, Julian, have all said size is great, but it has to have skill. Well, Anderson, is, from it's what I can tell, skill. he's got skill. Yeah. And he's And he's got size, and the guy can skate. So – to get something, you got to give up something. And there's not too many guys like Anderson in the league. And the reason why you got him, because if he if he was doing what he's, what he's projected to do, then he wouldn't have been available. The reason you got him was because he was injured and he hasn't reached his potential yet. Right? That's right. the reason why he was available. Maybe also they didn't... Maybe there's a... Where am I going with that? That he They knew he wanted the kind of money he just signed for and they didn't want to give it to him. Plus, they needed a second-line center. They, they needed a second-line center. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think Domi's so. that second-line center. Um, I don't know. Hello, did you go off? No, I'm here. Like, oh, okay. I, I'm just looking at like the fact that like what's what was like Domi. He's not defensive responsible. No, he's not. He's he can be a hothead. He doesn't win faceoffs. Like. But he's young yeah. and he can well, and he can he can you can learn how to win face-offs. He will learn that. Oh, definitely. He plays bigger than he is. He does so play bigger big than ass. Ass. Yeah, he does. I I can't... I have a hard time saying anything bad about him because I liked him so much. Well, listen, he's not, he wasn't a perfect player, so that, no. I mean, there's no, you're not halting his character if you're talking about his skill level. Well, and that's why we got him for Galchenyuk because he wasn't perfect. <laughs> Galchenyuk was definitely not perfect. Right? Like, oh, no, that's why we got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was, yeah, right. 100%. But it's a good point to say that. But you know what? Everyone above all else, it never looked right seeing the name Domi on the back of a Habs jersey. Oh, I never felt that. Way. <laughs> just no, I, kind of like that, that's his father. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I know. But, I mean, but, I'm sure. Some people, I'm just. I'm just sure some people. Like that. <laughs> that's my reason to get rid of him. It was didn't look right. Yeah, <laughs> didn't look right. The, the number thirteen more than anything for me. Odd to see a guy wearing number thirteen. You didn't see that at all. Grow when I grew up. Wearing thirteen and only because of Matt Sundin. Well, that's why he's wearing yeah. it, right? Because of Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, you know, he's... Um, so are we going to get to the bigger news of the day? day? Yeah, well, I was... That, I was that's always kind of wrap up on the Domi thing. Uh, so let me, I just want to say, so he wasn't a perfect player. 
but he wasn't a bad player. He filled his role that he when he came here. And considering what we got back for him, in two years we'll be able to say Well this he was, was really it, a good deal. He, or it wasn't. I think part Go of ahead. the reason why fans loved him so much was because he was an integral part of that come out of nowhere season last year where we didn't think we were going to be very good and almost made the playoffs and like it came right down to the wire, right? Like that was a great season, even though they didn't make the playoffs. That was probably one of the most enjoyable seasons I can remember in the last few years because I didn't have expectations of them making the playoffs and they fought hard every game. They always, there were so many comebacks that year. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, the part where people are upset because Domi, like, they have so many fond memories of of the comebacks and the and the underdog role that we were in that season. And it, it's hard to shake that sometimes. But hopefully we're on to bigger and yeah. better things, literally. Like, hopefully, like, we got, we got a big kid that's going to probably play on our second line that may open up the ice for uh, Suzuki and Drew Ann. Maybe Drew Ann becomes a better player now. Right. We can he's going to have more room that. to work out there. Right. And if he starts to produce a little bit more, we can look back on the Drew Ann Sergachev trade maybe and say that wasn't, maybe it wasn't as bad. Yeah. like So this could be for a lot of things. Yeah. Like, it could it could affect a lot of things. When we at the end of the year, when we look at across the way there, Columbus, and we see Domi's stat line, and then we look at Anderson's stat line, because you know fans are going to do that, the media is going to do that. They're going to compare these guys are oh. going to be compared for the next few years, three four years, right? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and uh, I don't think it'll be fair to look at Anderson's numbers because I don't think he's going to be a high point total guy maybe 60 if we're lucky um right i i i to me like he has the chance to be a mark stone or tom wilson he's gonna fall somewhere in between those those two players and uh uh if but the telltale sign like or the thing that we uh, else you have to look at is what kind of point total is suzuki gonna have and what kind of point total is is Drewan going to have if that if those are his line mates, and I'm assuming they will be. Well, that's right. at least to start the year. Yeah, it was. About, and you're stealing my talking points. I was about to just say that actually is exactly. He could he might only get 45 points next season, but if Suzuki and Drewan really increase their numbers, it'll be a lot because of him, and that'll be a win right there. Yeah, like I I think we have to look at that, and when people are saying, like, we're balanced out. That's what that means. We're balanced out now. Right. Yeah, he he opens up a lot of space that, listen, fact is, Domi couldn't do because he didn't have the size. No matter how ferocious a player he was, he wasn't going to do the same thing that Anderson has the potential to do. No. Physically. So, you know, if if he can put up 50 points, I think... That, that that he he's done his job, you know. As long as he brings that physical side to the game, which he always does, apparently, 
everything I've read from uh, Blue Jackets fans, uh, this guy is a beast out there. Uh, I know. I'm excited to see him play next year. Yeah. So, and it's exactly we need a beast, a big guy that's a beast on the, somewhere in the first two lines. So, yeah, I'm really happy that way. And I'm glad I didn't shit all over this deal. I did. Um, I'll admit it. I'll eat my crow. Yeah, if he, no, it's okay. I'll eat some crow if I, I have to. Like, and I did it with the Domi one. I did that with the Domi one. I shit all over it, and I was wrong. So I didn't want to do it here. <laughs> I'll eat crow if I have to. Like I said, I still do believe it's a risky deal, and that's just because of the term. Well, I'll agree with you there. I mean, there's no doubt it's risky. But and you know it'll take a couple of. But seasons. like you said we'll though, the the contracts laid out that if we need to get out of it we we there's a chance to get out of it well we should talk about that because that's an interesting point maybe a lot of people don't know i did put it in my video but the contract um as such is a very um favorable one to montreal in this way they gave him the seven years and some money but he gave them back a contract that's very tradable uh, down the road. So uh, how's it, it works that it's a decreasing value in his salary. So he's being paid more in the first year and every year it goes down. So by the end of the contract, if you need to move him, if he needs to be bought out, it's a very movable or buyoutable contract. So that's something that has to be factored in here as well. So at least when you feel like, oh, we'll be stuck with it, we'll be stuck. Not really. You know, you're not really going to be stuck with it. And that's a point I don't think a lot of people realize. No, I know I, I didn't until, until you broke down. I mean, I even went on cap friendly, but at the time, I don't think it, it was updated enough with all the, uh, with all yeah. the, with all the terms of the contract. Like he, uh, what's he got? Maybe like a four team or eight team, no trade clause too. Like oh. that's, that's nothing. Some guys get no it, movement on these deals. Right? No, it's dark. It starts out in year two with a seventeen no trade, like a seventeen list, and in year five to seven it goes down to a five team list. So it makes it even a little easier. And the only reason you know? it, there's no uh, no trade clause or a list for his first year is because he's not old enough. You have to be a certain age right. to right. to be able okay, to yeah, have sense. a no trade clause in there. The UFA uh, age, I guess, 27 or older. Yeah. 28, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, we broke this down enough. Let's try, Let's talk, because this, for sure, we got to talk about. Um, well, I know most Habs fans. Oh, you want to say some last thing? I was going to say, we're going to talk about the huge news of, of our signings today. Yeah. Like yes, Xavier Olette and, and Victor Mete. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is where we're going. <laughs> so you and me too, amongst probably most Habs fans, were very disappointed in that Montreal did really nothing. Well, they, they re-signed Victor Mete to, was it one year? One year, 735000 I think, contract? Yeah. One way. And they re-signed Willette to... Ten thousand less, so I think yeah. it was ten seventeen for a two-year, two-way contract. Yeah, so that that's what they did. They signed no free agents. 
made no trades. I think people were very disappointed. But the news that Taylor Hall has not signed, Montreal apparently in the running still. So it's not that they're done necessarily. There might not be. One other item, a thing that actually Jeff didn't know, and maybe there's other people out there that didn't know that. Um, the teams are allowed to go 10% over the cap in the offseason. As long as by this time the puck drops, um, that they are under the cap. So he can still sign a Taylor Hall. He's got space that way. Um, so it's not over. So anybody who's, who's all depressed, he can still sign people. He just has to get back under the cap before the season starts next season. So, you know, there's still room out there. There's still guys out there. So, but today they did nothing. So what do you think about that? About the fact that they did nothing? Well, I kind of had my gear self geared up. I wasn't, I really, really, really wanted Tyler to Foley. I don't see how that can happen. Right now, not after not after didn't... Anderson signed his deal, I just don't. See... And he didn't go. Anywhere. He didn't go anywhere. Okay. And I really, I Hall wasn't my first choice, but if you put Hall on on our roster and you put him at, on the top line, that gives us credibility. That gives us something we don't have. That gives us a potential point of game player. We're miss. That's the other thing we're missing. Um, right. we're missing offense. We need offense. I don't think Josh Anderson's going to give us the offense that everybody's hoping he'll give us. So how how, still, how confident? But how confident are you that Taylor Hall will give us that offense? He didn't really didn't really produce a lot this past season. Look but who he played with. He was happy. No, I was going to say <laughs> I don't think he was very happy where he was. The two teams were sucky that he played on. But so, how confident are you that Taylor Hall will come here and produce points? I'm fairly confident. I would say, right now, if they got Taylor Hall, I, I would be. I think Taylor. Well, right now, you look at the numbers. Taylor, Taylor Thomas Tatar had a better season than Taylor Hall. But right. right. I think Taylor Hall is a more dynamic player than. Thomas Tatar. Oh, I will agree with you that way. Yeah, I think so too. He Thomas Tatar doesn't make any doesn't really make anybody on his on his line better. No, he's a complimentary part to the offense. Taylor Halls would make Deneau better and Gallagher better. Taylor Hall, when he's on, can drive the offense on a line where yeah. Tatar can drive the offense. And that's there's a difference. That there's there's just not the same type of player, right? Like oh, that's right. but if you look at the numbers, Tatar had a better season. Yeah. I but would Taylor Hall have a better season than Tatar would have if he was here? Exactly. Then that's the thing. I I, I really think he would. Do I think Tyler Hall would be a, an 80-point player in Montreal? Probably not, but he's definitely over 60. And he's he's yeah. pushing – I think he's pushing the 70-75 range. I just don't think he'd score the goals here that he would – that he has in the past. 
but he's definitely a he's he's going to put up he's going to put up twenty okay. to twenty five goals. I think no, I don't think. Okay, he, but let me ask you this. let me ask you this though. If we're get one of the things that is missing here is that guy that's going to pull the trigger all the time. So if he's coming here, I'm kind of expecting he's going to pull the trigger. More than not, and like if we're bringing in a guy who's a playmaker, again we have playmakers. We need we need a guy yeah, that but can score goals without doubt. Taylor Hall gives when he's out there, that's who the defense is going to be focused on, right? That's true. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. Which opens it up for Denell and and Gallagher, if that's the that's top true. line. I'm just I'm just assuming right now if we get Taylor Hall. We're probably saying yeah, goodbye to, to, to Tatar, and we're probably saying Makes goodbye to, to Byron. Probably, yeah, to make room, yeah. To, to, yeah I mean, they gotta, they'll gotta, they have to move somebody to make the space because they don't have that space anymore. So, yeah. So, Definitely. it just, to me, it boils down to the fact Taylor Hall is a better player than Thomas Tatar. Would I love to keep Taylor Hall or – Thomas Tatar, yes, I'd love to see him on our second line and move Lekkonen down to the third or fourth line. That would be the ultimate thing to happen. Right. But realistically, cap wise, that's not going to happen. And no, that was my other issue with with Anderson's contract. I was like, well, that means they they they're not going to be able to really do a whole lot without moving someone else. I thought maybe they could get Anderson a little cheaper and go and get a Toffoli, and then we got, like, three really balanced top three lines. Like, Yeah. Yeah. That, in a perfect world, <laughs> that works. But I, it, it's not what happened. It's not, not, not how the cards come out. So we work with what we got. We're still in the running for Taylor Hall. And I think if Taylor Hall came here, this would be the best team he's ever played on best roster but this the best players he's played with yeah well something i was telling you earlier somebody i don't remember who it was i don't think it was bob mckenzie but somebody like that said that if taylor hall was smart he wouldn't look for the team that's going to pay him the most but the team that needed him the most to to be that winner and he he, the person said it might have been craig button like you said uh that montreal fits that bill perfectly so maybe he'll take we have a need on on the left wing, maybe they'll take that into consideration because that would make most sense. And and he said signed for two or three years, so he's not saying a long term deal. Um, but go to the team that needs you to be the winner, that needs a guy like you, that you're going to make the difference, not a team that you're not going to make. You know, you're just there for the money. You're just there for the money, right? Like, or they've got enough; they don't necessarily need you. This team. Needs you to be a winner right now. That's what his best option would be. That's what this person said. It makes sense. If he really it, wants to win, right? But there's two other teams that can use them that are just as good. Well, one of them's better. But there's two other teams that's, I know. That, that could use them. And that's Colorado and yeah. Columbus. And they're both in the running. <laughs> They're both there. And, I mean, if Taylor Hall goes to Colorado, I don't blame him one bit. <laughs> no. Who wouldn't want to go there right now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? The only thing they're missing is the goaltender. Yeah. They, they, 
I'm surprised they didn't find a goalie today. I figured Holpe. I really thought Holpe would go there. Yeah, there was a rumor this morning I heard that Holpe might go to Vancouver. Or even Murray. Like, I figured they'd make some kind of a move, but Grubauer's not bad. No, but, I mean, they could do better. I mean, they could do better without, you know. Are the guys that are available that much better, though? Um, Good point. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think, like, I would, you know, for seeing what Holpe signed for, I I can't believe Colorado didn't go after. Maybe they did. I mean, we'll never know. And I I don't know why. I I think if I were Colorado, I would have tried to get Matt Murray. I I, I definitely would have tried try. Well, Matt Murray was a trade, right? So yeah. So you would try to make a trade. So maybe yeah, they don't have much control that way. But like, I would have really got after getting Matt Murray. I think maybe he's. The youngest and good. He's, but, he's young and he's good. I don't know. Holby's I think good. though, if you had Grubauer and Holpe split in the season, I think you. Yeah, that that would have worked out really well for Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised they didn't uh, land one of them. You know, I would have thought they'd be more in on. I'm surprised a lot of things today. To be honest with you, like yeah. the only thing that. Legit happened today was Montreal Canadiens offered Wayne Simmons two million dollars. Yeah, that's it. That was the only legit thing that came out of Montreal other than signing our own RFAs. Yeah. I know, and he signs in Toronto for five hundred thousand less. Well, you know, you got to have that narrative of the every year free agency, the Toronto kid coming home to play for the glorious yeah. Leafs. I heard he uh, after he signed, he started bad mouthing Montreal. Um, is that true? Did you, did you hear that? I didn't hear that. I just heard that he said that he's he's a team guy first, and he's not going to let no one push no one around on the Leafs anymore, and and he'll do what needs to be done to so that doesn't happen anymore. Basically, to summarize okay. what he said. Well. I'm glad we got at least, The only thing I can say about him, at least he didn't use Montreal to get a better deal somewhere else. True. True. Because he, he took, took less money deal. to go to a different team. Well, to go to his hometown. He went back home. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think he helps them? Oh, yeah. He makes, he makes them grittier. I just don't know how much the guy's got in the tank. Like, if they're expecting him to be – like, Leaf fans were going on today. Like, a few of them I've seen on YouTube and I've seen guys on on Twitter and stuff. Like, you're not getting 30 goals scoring Wayne Wayne Simmons. Like, come on, guys. Like, I I I wanted Wayne Simmons. I want – this is what I – this was my expectation for today. Wayne Simmons and Miko Koivu – that's your two guys you're putting on your fourth line. You got a veteran fourth line center that can win faceoffs, and you got a big, nasty guy that can push people around. Okay, I just want to ask you one question. When did you start reading my mind? <laughs> Next thing I have here listed, I just wrote it down to make sure I don't forget. Want to know what you thought of Miku Koivu coming here? <laughs> awesome. So you segued perfectly into that. <laughs> um, 
there's the new rumors. There's kind of a rumor now that Koivu might be coming here. What do you think about that? Since we, I want him that. on the same deal that uh, that Wayne Simmons just signed, one point five million for one year. I'm oh, not God. paying Miko Koivu a bunch of money, but oh, I would think at league minimum even. Well, he's a well, veteran, and okay, so you got to show him a little bit of respect. A million, a little over a million. Okay, maybe a million and a half, but I wouldn't say more than that. I think if you're going to get him on a league minimum or close to, if you're going to get him for a million or less, then you're going to have to give him two years. Yeah, so two years, two point two five million. I I don't want him for two years. I only want him for a year. True. So okay, so one year, two million. He'd be good on the fourth line. Uh, if, you're go, if you're going to go, if you're going to reach was, for a veteran, he was know. top. What was it? I think I looked it up. He was, I think he was thirty fifth in the league in in uh, face off percentage. You know he's got yeah, he's he's good on the face off. You know what else I like about him? He's not Saku Koivu size. He's big. Oh, he's bigger. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy. I don't know if he plays very physical or not, but I don't. I, like oddly, I don't know a ton about Miku Koivu. All I know is I used to pick him every once in a while in a hockey pool, but it was always in the later rounds, like <laughs> seventh or something. I would pick him up. <laughs> like that's he was a yeah. good player for a long time. He was. I know. I know that. I just don't know a ton about him, and I never saw him that much. So. Well, you played in Minnesota, like, and they, it's not like they made the playoffs all the time. So you don't, unless you have NHL center ice and go looking yeah. for Minnesota Wild games. How how are you going to see them? It's not like yeah, CBC. Exactly. CBC's not know. showing Minnesota Wild games on Saturday night, right? Like, no, exactly. And that's kind of the same thing with Josh Anderson. I all True. I can do is look him up on YouTube. But like, uh seen him play in the playoffs a year or two ago and other than that that's really the only time i ever really seen him play yeah same here i don't really can't really say i i know i've seen him nothing stood out about anything though like i can say oh yeah i remember that game and he was you know i can't say that so he's not memorable to me for some reason no just what i've heard about him and listen look at his points his point not totals aren't they don't excite anybody, but I think this is one of those kids where he's just entering his prime. Sometimes, you know, guys take that amount of time, and we're back on Anderson. Um, and it's when they hit that prime number, they take a jump in their numbers. You know, and you can take a look at a guy like. Um, John LeClaire, I think he was close to that when they traded him to Philadelphia. Now, granted, oh. the situation in Philadelphia had a lot to do with it, but he was primed and ready for that. And he might not have been before. you know. So maybe a guy like Anderson here, we might be really surprised at what we see when, he, when play starts again. You know. And just to get back to Miko Koivu a little bit, like – Okay, sorry. I know I diverted. Like, I'm not ex- – and he's a little bit of insurance, too. Like, if somebody gets hurt or – Yeah. 
hundred percent. Right. Like I mean, you can move him up to the third line. Kind of makes sense that they might go out and sign him. I think they, I think they need a, a, a veteran fourth line center. It, it's not that I love Jake Evans and I'm hoping Ryan Pan, I don't, I don't want to see Ryan Paling on the fourth line next year. I want to well, see Ryan Paling either steal someone's job on the top lines. I, I think at this point, like Ryan Paling, if I don't want him to be our fourth line center, but I also well, don't think he can be, I don't think he's going to steal someone's job on the top two lines. Maybe he can fit into the third line center, but that's where Cotton Yammy's playing. But think of think of it this way, Nick Suzuki. How did he start? He started exactly. as a fourth line winger. Yeah, and he worked his way up to what? So I think if Paling wants to get in there, he's got to start where they put him. I would put him on the wing and let him work oh, his I way. Oh, I think he should play right up. wing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was it left wing or right wing he was playing? I think it was left. I think it was right wing. Oh, I was it left? I think it was left actually, but put him on the wing and. Let well, Byron can play either back. side, so wherever you put Paling, Byron can play opposite of him. Yeah, I just get this feeling Byron is actually not going to be here. I think they need to move that money. Well, they don't need to move it if they don't do anything else. Well, they can worry real- about moving him next year. Depends how you look at it. If you're comfortable going into the season with a million and a half left on your cap. Okay, I'm not really. I'd like to see them have four million or. Well, right now they're sitting at three and a half. Yeah, but they got it. I don't think so. They just signed Willette. Yeah, that dropped it down to three and a half. And they have. Oh, did it? And isn't there somebody else who signed? Isn't there still somebody? No, I think everybody's signed now. Well, Hudon, if they choose to sign him, they got to sign Hudon. Yeah, well, I I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so they have three I, as much as I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Houdon fan, but I don't think they're going to bring them back. The only way so they either. bring them, the only way they bring them back, is if they can't, if they don't bring in someone else. Well, they qualify them. That's all I'm saying. They qualify them. Did they qualify? Oh yes, that's right. They did qualify them a couple yeah, days yeah. ago. So yeah, well, I guess maybe he is going to so come back. Give, yeah, so they got to give. Him, well, he might not come back to the Habs, but to Laval anyway. Yeah, or they trade him. Or do you move him for a fifth round pick, sixth, seventh round pick? Something like that. Gotta think. Okay, so that, that changes it though, what you said. So maybe they don't need to move Byron then. True. I don't know. Still who know hell knows what's gonna happen. Um, let's see, is there anything? Oh, I did want to ask you. We were kind of talking about this. I, there's something I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. It'd be a good time. Because um, we're talking about the goalies, do you think Montreal might have moved too quickly? Getting Jake, are you are you hearing me? Okay. Yeah, I got yeah. Okay, I'm hearing in. I'm hearing something then. Okay, do you think Montreal might have moved too quickly on Jake Allen in light of because we were talking about this so earlier? Uh, I, I kind of think earlier. they did. <laughs> in, yeah, in light of all the UFA goalies. They're out there, and they might have got someone cheaper. So, yeah, that I thought is worth talking about. So, uh, yeah, so expound on that, and then I'll give my opinion, I guess. Like, I didn't expect to see as many goalies. Like, I knew there was going to be a few, but I didn't think there was going to be this many. And there's a lot of guys that I think are 
not going to have the seat that they wanted. And we probably could have picked up someone like a Crawford because he may not end up in a situation where he really wants to be. So at least maybe coming home would have been good for him for a year. Right. And yeah. I mean, I never thought Crawford was ever going to sign in Montreal if he hit the free agent market and expect to be a backup goalie. But right now, where is he going to go where he's not going to be a backup goalie? Nowhere. No, he's going to be right? a backup goalie. He's going to yeah. be a backup or he's going to be on a really bad team. So I was kind of like right now I'm thinking, man, like did we just give up? An, what did we give up? A fifth round pick? To get yeah, Jake no, Allen, third. and we're paying him. Be nice third to have that cap pick. space right now. <laughs> it would, it would, but it is only on the one see the one year contract. So it's not. It's like one year left. It's not the end of the world. But my opinion is that I don't think they. How did they know what was going to happen with the goalies at the time? It was a great move. Turned out to be okay, but I don't think it's going to kill them. Well, so, here's, here's kind of how I'm looking at it. Right now, if we uh, could sign Crawford to a $3 million deal, $3.5 million deal, something like what Cam Talbot got right? one year, because I, I know Crawford doesn't believe, he believes he's still a starting goaltender, but does he want to be a starting goaltender in Minnesota or does he want to be a start a backup goaltender in, in Montreal in his home province? You can right. sell that to him, right? So you get him for 3 million, you save 1.4 on the cap. That could be the difference between keeping a player like Byron at this point right now. True. Right. True. Like, or it could be the difference between keeping Tatar this season, not having to move him out, right? Like the, it's the trickle down effect of that because now we literally are we're like three million away from the cap, and and Bergevin said today he's not one point five million is what he is what he's comfortable spending to. He wants to have a little bit of wiggle yeah. room in case there's injuries or yeah. there's a chance to add someone later in the year. Right. Yeah, no, so, that makes sense. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm not saying I don't know if Crawford would sign for three million, but I'm thinking one of these goalies that's out there, they're there's gonna they're gonna run out of spots here soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. It'd be nice to have that one one million or. It would be, but I mean, you know, it's hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's hard to tell, but yeah, I guess. But if they did, I'm just wondering if they didn't wait somebody else would have jake allen so if you really want jake allen they couldn't wait if uh, that that's the thing like that's is that, that the player they wanted or was that the one yeah. because there's a rumor they wanted dubnik right i guess so, so i don't know offer, i'd rather i'd rather allen than dubnik yes but that's what i'm saying like so obviously allen wasn't their first choice like they i think it was the circumstances and the salary and the that was the reason they went after Jake Allen. I'm not exactly sold on the fact that they were like, oh, we want Jake Allen. We're going to go get him. I think it was, we're looking at this guy. We're looking at this guy. We're looking at this guy. Oh, that deal makes that that's that deal's better. We're going to take, 
we're going to do that one, right? Right. Right. I, yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that, I think you got it right there. He, they didn't necessarily say, yeah, we want Jake Allen. Right. Yeah, take this deal now. But yeah, I, I, I think it was hard to know what the situation was going to completely be. But I think you're right that they, there were enough guys that they knew were going to be available. But they might have been. I think yeah, anyway. Three or four I, guys I think, available that nobody was ex- nobody was really expecting a few weeks ago. Like I'm shocked. There are. Like yeah. some of the goalies that are available. Yeah, so it's like they couldn't really know, and they wanted to get that sealed up, know. and they wanted a good quality guy, which they got. Yeah. And a, no, guy, I, and a guy that that knows he's a backup and is not trying to be anything else. Exactly. So, right. so I mean, hey, if he goes out and wins twenty games next year, then or fifteen games or whatever, because I feel like the backup's going to play more next year. Um, then yeah, it was definitely. worth it. it. As long as he wins the majority of his games, it was worth it. It's money well spent because. It's been yes. so long that we've had someone that can win games. Yeah, from that position, yeah. So yeah. I'm looking at it like, you know what? It's why cry over spilt milk here when we're going to be happy with this guy and what's the difference in the long run? It's not, not big enough money that it's going to – you're going to say, ah, oh, wow. You if know? he does play bad, it's going to look even worse, especially if one of these other guys that's still out there – Signs for less money and plays yeah. awesome. <laughs> but you know, you could say that about any signing when yeah. there's other options. You know, you could say that really. It's it's sport. Well, it's, the, it's the luck of the. It's uh, it's luck. It's uh, bounces and uh, you know it's luck. You that's part of it. That can just be luck. Well, you know? it's like it's like every free agent contract that gets signed. What's the first thing people say? Media and fans. Oh, that deal's not going to look good in, at, in the last couple of years of that deal. You can say right. that about every free agent contract that's ever every been signed, term. pretty much. Well, every, <laughs> every long-term one. Every, every yeah. long-term deal. And it's possible. And just like this one. This one could look bad in a few years, but I have a feeling it's going to look good. But it could look bad in a few years. You know? Although the money's not big enough, really, to say that. And those big contracts, you know they're going to look bad. Yeah. You know, Shea Weber's contract, how they didn't think 14-year contract not going to look bad somewhere down the road. I I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> okay. I think we got, we got the podcast. We're just under an hour, first time, just under an hour. We're going to uh, uh, not cut our losses because I'm having fun doing this, but let's keep it under an hour this time. And um, hopefully, I think, I think in the very near future, we're going to have some more news that we're going to want to talk about. So we'll be out here doing this again. What do you think? You think we're going to have a some kind of a deal in the next day or two, of some sort? I think that they're going all in on Taylor Hall. If they don't get him, then they're going to go with what they got. There's a lot of free agents out there. Lesser ones, obviously, but a lot of guys got released because they didn't get qualifying offers, and there's some good ones out there. I'm wondering if they don't get Taylor Hall, they go sign somebody. You know, like we were talking about, yeah, was it Yanmar earlier today? Somebody picked yeah. him up, but we were talking. Something like that. You know, get a quality guy that can still help. 
I'm expecting that if they don't get hauled, we still hear something's going to happen. Oh, I think they're just going to – whatever they get, if they don't get hauled, then they're going to get a fourth-line center. Well, there you go. Mika Koi. Veteran. Yeah, like a veteran. Yeah. On a cheap deal. Yeah, someone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's our thoughts. I hope everybody liked this episode of um, Habs Coast to Coast. Jeff and I will be back as soon as something happens. We'll be back something after all signs. Yeah, if something big like that happens, we're going to be all uh, wanting to talk about it. So uh, we'll be back out here with a new podcast then. And um, so till then, we are going to sign out of here. Uh, hope everybody will have a great week. Uh, hopefully there'll be some really good news and we'll get that that guy we need, that that guy. We need that guy, Jeff. Well, uh, hopefully we'll- this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to end it like this. Leaf fans okay. plan the parade after every free agent signing. Today, they're they're planning the parade after getting Simmons and TJ Brody. I would yeah. like to get them back next week and plan our parade after we get Taylor Hall or to Foley. <laughs> well, there you go. There's Jeff's um, there's Jeff's wish list for next week. <laughs> um, I'm just you know what, as long as it makes the team better, I'm happy about it. And um, yeah, I kind of think we're we're in the running for Hall. I don't really expect we'll get him, but wow, if we did. Um, I wasn't a Hall guy, but considering everything right now, that could make a big difference, and that could push us to the top. So, well, um, so there you go. Yeah, so, he go makes ahead, us. No, he'd be the, he'd be the best player on the team. Pretty much, potentially. Anyway, I'm going to say at least that potentially he should be. Skill should be, yes, he should be your best player, definitely. So, and yeah, he's listen, to I, a place where he's playing with with good talent, and he's doesn't have to be the best player every night. Right, yo, it's a good, a good team around him. Right, like we got, I think we're, our defense is pretty good. Yeah. Goaltending is great; it's excellent. We we just we just need that offensive punch now, and it'll be the best team. He's we all know Price can steal a game, so Hall doesn't have to win them all on his own, like he like he was trying to do for the last few years. Yeah, this will be the best team he's played on in the NHL if he gets here. I I just I I figure he, I don't see how he could turn down a long term deal to go to Colorado. That's Everything he would yeah, want yeah, is yeah. there. He can get the money, yeah. and he gets years, and he gets to be a contender. Montreal's still in the running, so let's go to sleep with a fingers crossed and a little bit of hope for tomorrow. <laughs> Just to be disappointed <laughs> tomorrow, well, that's all. Delay the hurt. Hopefully we're back here Sunday, because he said he, I think he said he was going to take till Sunday to mull over his deals. Well, there you go. So if that happens, we'll be back talking about it. Okay, awesome. So uh, we're going to sign out here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, from Jeff and myself, wanted to just um, – uh, oh, I did want to say this, that uh, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you feel like listening to it. Uh, give us a follow there, and um, if they have a star rating, obviously we're five stars. Uh, no, but uh, give us a follow. And rate us whatever you think we're 
worth rating at and um, enjoy. And we'll see you next um, podcast. So from Jeff and from myself, have a great rest of the week. If it's a week, it might be two days and we'll see you then. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Oh, thank you. Blah, blah, blah.